This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are so excited to be here today with the Parisian DJ and producer, Ines, better known as UR Trucks. UR Trucks is known for creating all from trippy techno to rough and cold electro and psytrance, and she advocates for an immersive music for the mind. In this conversation, we speak about techno as a protest, which, spoiler alert, she means it's not. And become a bit philosophical about what the techno scene holds for the future, what it takes for it to preserve the keystones of it being against homophobia, sexism, and racism, and much more. I am Amanda, and this is Playful Podcast. You also you also said that like free parting is more of a protest than the techno movement itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and also the thing that's bothering me a lot is that, you know, those parties that, you know, it's not because you say no racism, no racism, uh, no sexism, no homophobia, and that you do nothing else on the side, that you're actually like doing good. What you're doing is you're just making money out of other people's fight because usually the ones that are saying like no racism, they are white. No sexism, there are men, no homophobia, they are straight. And they just like always still monopolizing like the f- speech space they have, you know what I mean? And uh, and always stealing it to other people. And like you have so many like queer collectives that are struggling to like actually like grow up and make parties because you have people maybe using also those words and... So yeah, this is really disturbing to me, actually, like uh, maybe unpopular opinion because everyone was like, yeah, it's cool to say no racism, blah, blah, blah. But the wrong people do it and they're actually stealing it from the people that are really fighting this, you know what I mean? For yeah. money purposes and to sell tickets. Because yeah. as, as long as you make money, it's no politics, it's business, you know? And we have to be clear about that. Like, uh, you make big parties with like 2,000, 3,000 people, like, you're not doing politics, you're doing your job, it's okay, you know, it's not evil to do business too, but politics, it cannot be noble when you have money mixed to it. 
if you're a DJ to be able to do power naps. That's a right? real skill you have to develop, yeah. like for real. Did you know it before also? Not really. I mean, I, I've gotten better with times, you know, when you don't have the time to fall asleep. You get some techniques like uh, breathing stuff or just like mind picturing stuff. So breathing in a square and these kind of things. Ah, I, I never heard of this no. one. Personally, I just count and... I think that's for anxiety, the square one though. Oh. But it still works for sleeping. Yes. Often for me at least, when I can't sleep, it's connected to, to anxiety, anxiety a little yeah. bit. Or like adrenaline at mm -hmm, least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. This is, this is for me, that's just crazy. Mm -hmm. After partying. Yeah. You're so filled with adrenaline, like from the club. Yeah, it's true. You must true. be numb to sleep after, or what happens? Like how? Mm. Uh, it depends because, like you know, sometimes yes, when the people give you like so much energy, you cannot stand alone, or like sometimes in family, you know, in, in many places, uh, it's, it's not always clubs. You know, it can be like concert halls sometimes. Mm. So there's no one in the backstage, like really gloomy vibe, and I just go back to my hotel room and try to call some friends if they're awake, and if they're not, you know, I just like write to myself like what I want to say to other people you know what I mean oh, like wow. oh that was really nice because this and that happened blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no, it's important to process it you know but otherwise yeah like a diary yeah exactly exactly and I've heard like so many other DJs talk about this like oh, okay. I used to call her Okta Okta but I realized recently it was Okto Okta Uh -huh. You know, and like I wasn't wrong since the beginning, but anyhow. And she talked about a lot um, the importance of like uh, journaling because like when you live so many intense experiences, like you need to like process it somehow. And if you don't process it, they come back to you like in oh. your face in an abstract way. And it's not healthy for the mind. That no? is ah, like a psychological thing. Yes. Okay. It's like to put them out, like write them or like uh, verbalize them so they become true and not just an abstract thought and feeling uh, droned in, in yourself, you know? That is so... Uh, also, to be able to feel that it's a new day or like mm -hmm. to feel that you have accomplished something because yeah. everything floats together and you're yeah, like yeah exactly it's like what happened for like 72 hours what did yeah. I just do with my life <laughs> and you live so many amazing things and you don't remember them after all so that's not good especially if you're traveling a lot yeah and Or like, like I'm in the airplane yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because you have the time which is like weird like the sensation of the time and the sensation of the space also mm. gets weird so I think it's important to just like Often take moments, okay, where am I now? What happened? Okay, I enjoyed. I did yeah. not enjoy. And do you remind yourself to do that? Or yes. Like, is it comes naturally? Like, I mean, yes, it's like more like a needs, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, I have uh, this routine to put into place and stuff. No, it's more like a, a need, otherwise I go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. You know, it, you, it feels like you know yourself very well. For some reason. I have a really deep relationship with myself. You know, sometimes I'm too much with myself. So yes, I have time to know myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you always been like a, a person who enjoys your own company? I don't know if I enjoy it, but somehow <laughs> I ask for it. You know? Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I can be really exhausting to myself. But I'm like, okay, it's challenging. Like, you know, like, let's fight. Okay. Brain and brain, let's fight. <laughs> And so this is how you grow, I guess. I see like a meme in front of me of you and you. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Okay, but if you would like uh, ex explain yourself or like describe yourself with three words. Um, that, okay, so this I thought about 
because it's a really complicated question and you can often say really stupid things. But like, first of all, I would say I'm like really like cerebral person. I don't know. What is it? Um, I don't know if it's the word in English, but like, no, I'm a lot in my mind. Wow. Like one of my favorite activities ever is just to think, you know, but not in the bad way. I just love thinking, being in my mind, my thoughts, like... So I would say I'm a very like brainy person yeah. somehow. Can you f feel that you structure your thoughts without writing them down? Like you can just have it in your mind. And yes, yes, exactly. I mean, I love like reasoning, you know? Mm. So I would say this. But you don't need another person for that. I'm a person who really needs like either to write or another person to know, to like get somewhere in with my thoughts. Mm. Of course, it's different. Like, uh, but it's good to consider yourself as another person then, you know? Yeah, you seems like, like you figured debates. it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm pretty weird also, you know, but... Um, and then maybe like the second word, what would I say? I would say uh, really like determined. No, like uh, I have a lot of rage inside myself. I'm really hungry, you know, I would say. Mm. Uh, want to experience life to the fullest. Exactly, exactly. Like I, I want to put myself in all sorts of situation and just like in a hard way, you know? So like, yes, determined and also like hard but i don't know if it's a word to really i don't know if it's like relevant to use that word but i would express like an idea like yes i'm really hard person i think also yeah all right this is actually it's not surprising like this is also how i have been seeing you mm -hmm. i think okay yeah feels like you are uh, very smart also okay yeah, maybe. that's what i told uh philip where i was like this person is really smart like i can feel it <laughs> no pressure huh? <laughs> we are proud to introduce selfie as a playful sponsor and since i love secondhand wear this is the perfect match for me many of us people living in berlin love going to boxy on a sunday to look at secondhand clothes and sometimes we find things that are bargains when i went on selfie to pick clothes for this collaboration i was looking at incredible pieces by brands like gucci and prada but a secret i have is to also go to their last chance section where you find pieces for under for you they have a good quality check so the pieces you buy will look as good as they do on picture and with the code playful 20 you'll receive 20 percent off of your first purchase until the 31st of march what's good to me is that this is a way to buy clothes that's guilt-free and this is the reason why i go secondhand shopping because to me that means sustainability we simply can't buy new things all the time and we need to take care of what's already produced these are some of the outfits that i would wear when recording an interview for playful podcast or going to a daytime open air in Berlin. Berlin doesn't have to be all black clothes and as you may have figured I really like colors and to be playful but there are plenty of rabies black and sexy alternatives as well. Download the app and don't forget the last chance section. Yeah because we also spoke about that before that you started to produce music mm -hmm. really early. Mm -hmm. Like how has your musical journey looked like? Uh, so I started like playing several instruments like as soon as I was like a little kid like when I was four I started with the drums like actually my mother brought me you know to this I don't know some fairs but like for kids you know with many like educational games and blah 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 and at the end there was this corner with uh, many music instruments and you know like basic mother she's like oh I want my, my kid to be educated so maybe she's gonna do piano or violin I don't know you know <laughs> And I stopped, I was just like uh, apparently uh, running in the thing and then I stopped on the percussions and the drums and the guy who was taking care of the corner told my mother, you, your daughter should play drums. So then... Like she, you had the beat. You, I don't you know. Kind of saw it Maybe I was like naturally yeah. attracted to like just like tapping mm. on stuff, you know? And uh, and so like she, um, uh, I don't know, 
I started just like taking drum lessons mm. and then uh, playing guitar, saxophone, because I was fan of Lisa Simpson and I wanted to be exactly like her. So I played the saxophone like I her. I love saxophone. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Yeah. That is, I love it. That's really nice. Yeah. Yes. And also like clarinet and many other stuff. Also I do myself. Blah, blah. It's also like very heavy for the lungs, I think. No? Isn't you need it? to have a good, uh, for clarinet is like worse than saxophone. Saxophone is actually easier. No but, asthma on you. Huh? You don't have asthma. Uh, no, 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 you, you cannot have it. No. You don't need to pay this. And even now, like, you know, like I smoke cigarettes and stuff. So like, it's harder for me to like really play good, mm. but I like to play from time to time. And so, yes. And then like, I was playing all those instruments, but I have to say I was like really lonely. So I didn't do like the band thing with the other people, you know, I was like, okay, I have a computer. I mean, an iPad with garage bands. Oh, yeah. And you know, you have the loops. And I was recording my stuff because I had ideas I wanted to like put into place. And I think I was like 10 or something and started like with the family iPad on the uh, garage band, like just putting like loops on loops and some recordings I do. And no one that you knew of were doing this before. No, 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 no. You just found it yourself. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also like my um, older brother at the time, he was, you know, like <laughs> like many teenage boy in France writing rap, blah, 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 things like super into rap music. I was like, okay, I can make tracks for you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, and so the first music I produced was like more like, I was so into like boom bap or like, you know, 90s, uh, hip hop, stuff like that. And, uh, and yes, like gradually, I don't know, like I just like produced many, many things. And at the time, yes, I didn't know anyone that was doing this. And I remember, like, I quickly, like, just uploaded my tracks on SoundCloud. And uh, I met people online like this, like, uh, from America or anything. And, you know, I was super young, so that can be dangerous on the internet. But yeah. I didn't have any problem. Oh, but, uh, I mean, at the time, I was, like, meeting great people, learning how to speak English thanks to this. But, no, and I, I bought, you know, my first tractor controller when I was 15. And I think I had like my first gig like six months later. <gasps> really? Yes, but you know, like with the, like a friend's party or what no? Was... I had I had first of all I had no friends, points, <laughs> okay. and I had no friends in this field. You know, like every time I was meeting someone that was making music and producing music, I was like, oh my god, those people exist in Paris. Oh my god, I'm not alone. You know, and uh, even my first techno parties, I was going alone or with a friend. You know, I was going like putting my alarm in seven a.m. because you know I was too young to. <laughs> Yeah, out. you were very young, yes. no? because I know you were in Tresor at you 14 or Yes, something. but this was my mom. That was like such a good experience. But at the time, like in Paris, I would go, you know, until like one. Because I was 14, but, uh, you know, I um, I had some, uh, I skipped some grades in school. So Of course you did. No, but like basically <laughs> uh, um, the people in my school were like 17. So imagine I was 17 somehow, you know, in terms of maturity and... Yeah, and brains. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, what was I saying? Partying. No, yeah. the first gig. Yeah, the yeah. first gig. So yes, it just arrived. Like I uploaded like a mix I recorded on SoundCloud. And, you know, I don't know if there is in, in Berlin, it should be like those Facebook groups uh, with uh, all the news from parties, techno parties and people at the time. There was like this Facebook group in, in Paris, Technoflex et Détente uh, for the French viewers. <laughs> they would recognize. Um, and at first, like people were sharing their music and it was a nice way actually to... I don't know, like share what you do and maybe get opportunities. Yeah. And the friend of mine was like, yeah, share it on this, blah, blah. I was like, nah, okay. <laughs> and then quickly, like a guy was like, yeah, do you want to play to my party? I was like, yes. And uh, wow. because I was more interested in making parties and actually like playing gigs. 
So I was like, mm. okay, I want to play to your party, but I want to organize some with you after. Ah, you wanted to be involved with the whole process. Yeah, I wanted right. to learn everything actually at this moment when I was so 16. Um, because like, you know, my, my school was finished and uni was really boring. So I was like, I need some stimulation somewhere else. And, uh, and then like, so, uh, I, I get to know this guy and then I meet other, especially guys in the beginning, other guy who does this party and blah, blah, blah. And I meet uh, people who make music also. And gradually I was like, hmm, I think I feel quite at ease in this, in this environment, which is like pretty new for me. No, like uh, as a teenager, I was uh, never like uh, really at ease with others, really shy, really, you know, also traumatized by the other kids at school and everything you want. And then like for the first time, I was like, wow, okay, people are a bit different. I think I vibe a bit more. Let's dig deeper. And at some point I had the revelation that, okay, I make music since I'm four years old and I'm going to make it since I die. So like, why not Why wait any longer? Let's Let's go all in, you know? So wow, you mentioned also that you were a bit shy in school. Mm -hmm. If you would like, who were you when you were a kid? Like, you know, like who were you in school, for example? Um, I was. You said you don't have, you didn't have friends, and you I had, like, skipped like three years or something. Yeah, I had like, like my best friends, you know, that's all, and we were just hanging like two of us, uh, and I was doing my music most of the time at home. So like in school, I was just like reading books, studying, or like going back home, and I was really good. I had really good grades, uh, and uh, but you know, a bit. Um, I don't like it in here, but I play the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet people thought you were the coolest, but you had no idea. I'm not sure at all. <laughs> I'm not sure at all. Because you just did your thing and, you know, like had all your projects beside school. And yeah, but they were not aware. And, you know, like I was in this environment where it was like really, a, you know, private Catholic school. And I was not coming from the same. It was like a really posh part of Paris. And I was not coming from this part at all, you know. So I was coming from like a whole other environment. Went to this school like because... Um, uh, you know, I was like, um, what do you say? With the IQ, um, when you're like a uh, potential, like potential. Yeah, exactly. They, they kind of like, uh, found you and. Yeah. They, they had like special programs for like kids like me and stuff. So I come from, I come from like a different social environment. Like I don't come from like the aristocracy or whatever. And, uh, otherwise, uh, they were all like really racist, you know? Mm. And me, I'm like half Algerian, and then mm. they never saw someone like this in their life, so that was even harder. So I don't yeah. think they thought I was the coolest, you know. <laughs> I they must have, they must have somehow. <laughs> I'm sh like otherwise. Well, who knows? There are stupid people in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but okay, but were your parents putting a lot of pressure on you, or were you just like a natural who just evolved? Mm, they did not put pressure on me, but like, uh, they always wanted, you know, the best for the kids. So like, um, they always pushed me to do like, um, good studies because they didn't have the chance to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they wanted me to, I don't know, like go to, um, uh, would you say that engineer or oh, like yeah. uh, business or yeah. I don't know what, you know, that just those elite stuff you see from the outside. And uh, at some point I figured out that I wanted to do like uh, political sciences and there is like the, the school in Paris, which is called like, uh, just like political sciences, if I translate. And it's like the school where every president went. He's like, okay, I want to do this. My parents supported me a lot. And I was like, mm, I think uh, it's the wrong narrative into my head and I don't want to do this. Yeah. They were like, you know, I, my arguments were like, uh, um, 
clear enough for them to trust me and be like, okay, she seems to be sure of what she's doing. Like, uh, wow, you know? good. Yeah, that's really nice. So are you politically interested? I used to be way more before. And now I think I still am, but because I think like, you know, everything is kind of political, but not in the sense of like uh, politics of today, you know? Yeah. Okay. Because I think like also with the fact of I'm traveling a lot and blah, 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 blah it's also like already like a huge privilege and also um, like a thing I really wanted that Okay, like this whole word, I like, I hate it. Okay. And I just want to find reason to like enjoy it. And the reasons are somewhere else. So I just don't want to know that everything exists and I want to be on another planet and like in another time zone all the time. So, you know. What time zone would you choose? <laughs> uh, Future or the past? Um, oh my God, nothing are really good to me. So <laughs> Another planet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, another planet is good. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. All right. But you have also, yeah, you've been in this scene for a long time already and yeah you're obviously nailing it <laughs> but you also started partying early as you mentioned you mm -hmm. went to Tresor with your mother as a 14 year old and yeah. other techno parties mm -hmm. so you you knew what kind of music you yeah. liked like yeah, sure. early on but what was your view on the whole techno scene and the party environment or like you know uh, you mean at the time or now? yeah uh, yeah I start with the, at the time um, that was like super stimulating for me to observe. I mean, I could like see so many stuff happening, like, um, home. And it's super interesting to see how it evolves now. Like all the reflection I had, like, I don't know, just like five years ago, if I compare with what it is now, I can already see an evolution, but like, okay, let's go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I see, um, what I loved so much at first and what was also in the whole like techno narrative, you know, there is this whole like, yeah, man, you don't have the techno spirit, you know, there is like a techno spirit. And like at the time, the techno spirit was like, come uh, as you are, you don't have to dress a certain way, you don't have to dance a certain way. And, you know, me, as I told you, I was shy. And when you're shy, you're so afraid of like, oh, they're looking at you. And it's like, oh, space, I can feel kind of free but you know it was not a super trendy parties or whatever you know it was not labeled as i don't know what it was just like a warehouse music that's all and it was now i think it's a bit more like uh, people take themselves so much more seriously and i'm like it's so bad because me when i go back to partying which i don't do that often but when i do and i don't feel as free as five years before and but in you feel mood. observed. Yes. And I cannot do what I want. I cannot dance the way I want. And like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's really sad because like mm. now it's my job. But uh, from the other side and like the people that should enjoy when I play, maybe they enjoy it less because of... Like who wants to be observed. Yeah. But do you feel like it differs because you've been partying then in a lot of different various countries also. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that it um, varies depending on where you are partying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so much. Uh, I think, first of all, I think in capital cities, no matter the country, in capital cities, I think it's, uh, you can see a bit more now the uniformity uh, like everyone dances the same, everyone dresses the same. But I think the saddest—I mean, if you want to dress like everyone, is your problem. But like, there's no. But like, 
<laughs> dancing like everyone. I'm like, well, what the, I mean, like, if I'm playing music, it's like to a bit play with your dance and dance with you in some way, you know? And like, if it was like this, I'm sorry, like, I'm like, okay, so no matter what I play, you, you don't care, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it doesn't go, It yeah, exactly. It's it's a routine more than it is a feeling that comes out. It sometimes. is like a, also like, I... But it's also interesting, I don't want to see it as negative, but when you see this from the outside, like everyone dancing in like a really uniform way, I like it because it's also some sort of ritual, you know, like the bigger picture. I think it's really like solemn and majestic to see. But when it comes to just like the, um, the core of music, which is like just moving and feeling it and not like performing it. Yeah. And faking it somehow, like... There is like one space in when you, where you can be yourself on the weekend and relax. So take advantage of it. Yeah. So what do you think then the, the you said the evolution too. What do you, what do you think the evolution is going to be? Because uh, obviously the scene is growing so quickly now. And mm-hmm. mm, I don't know because like, I, I think I'm, I'm too young to like uh, really like um, have the value of how it has grown, you know? So I think it can be pretty cyclic because I think in like in the 90s, like if I remember some like um, uh, just like theme from like uh, mainstream TV shows, for example, they were like techno. So it meant that at the time, I think it was also really big, you know, but let's say we're in another cycle and it really gets bigger. I see now that. For example, I I, I see like uh, the, um, the crowd from like other types of music now being dragged into like uh, the part of techno which is growing like super fast which is hard techno because not every kind of because there is not one techno and on top of that I think like lineup are more and more like you know like closeted you know like one type of music per party which is I think is a bit sad but yes I, I see like this crowd from uh like more like tech house stuff but coming to hard techno because it's really stompy as well but no, it's the same to get the gigs. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and also all the thing with like social media, blah, blah, blah. But personally, you know, when I, I see all those dynamics that are really clear in this scene that is growing super fast, I want to see it from an outside point of view. And it makes me a bit sad and I don't want to play this game. So I don't want to consider myself part of this. And the feeling it, it gives me is that in the future, I don't want to think about the evolution of this, but of me in some place else. Yeah. You know? I love that you're thinking ahead of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, where do you see yourself then? Like every time I have a bit of a mental breakdown in like career wise, I try to always remember my main focus in my survival on earth is what is make music like what is the reason i want to get up every morning is to create sounds and make music like that's the only reason so uh i want to really continue deeper in that path and as we were um talking earlier like this thing i told you i'm doing the soundtrack for fashion shows uh, for the first time like i'm doing two this year and you don't imagine how refreshed i am to act like that my work is actually producing music because i love being a DJ, but it's my job. My identity is like a music creator, you know? So I'm really happy to now, like, uh, I just want to go deeper in that direction. And maybe my dream would be to just like make my albums, but more like my music, not music for the club. I love to 
create music for the club, but I want to create also music, like my music, not one genre, my stuff, and make my solo shows, my label, and go seek for artists also that can be in the same vibe and that don't fit anywhere else. And, uh, you know, this is really what I want. Oh, you, uh, but if you would describe then your music, could mm. you do that? Or is it just like... I don't know. I mean, at the time I'm producing like lots of different music. For now, I only have techno out, of course. But I don't think I'm going to release much more techno in the future. Like, you know, if you have some track sitting, I will do, I will release them. But like, you know, like no pressure. Uh, just like because I consider it just music for the club and for other DJs, basically. Because even though people listen to techno, it's not like the really like listening type of music. It's more like a dancing type of music. And like, I don't know, I've been working a lot since like two years. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Years and a half, but like in my own space, just like writing lots of lyrics. But I've started like a bit singing for me, like when I was in uni, like five years ago as well, and never stopped since then. But I've been doing it like super, super low key. And uh, I think I already have like good 10 demos, you know, uh, which can be, if I describe, um, uh, I don't know, because it's all really different. That's like, really, I don't know, this day I'm really influenced by, uh, you know, like those early 90s trends break. Some, you know, fluke? Not really. Okay. But I recognized. Uh, like the... Ah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, re... <sighs> maybe a movie. You know, um, fuck, what's that movie? It's by uh, Greg Araki. Uh, the Doom Generation, you know, yeah, the soundtrack yeah, yeah. of the Doom Generation. This okay. kind of like breaks, trends, rock kind of stuff. I've been doing a lot of this. It's always been inspired by just rock and I don't know, but. Eventually, one day, all of this is going to be out. So it will speak for itself better than what I try to explain with words now. So exciting. Yeah, I'm really excited too. Like, it's cool to have like long terms and true projects like this because if you're like, oh, my goal is to play here, uh, it's cool to have also like um, some checkpoints you want in like your DJ career. But this is also futile and it doesn't depend on you. And the club, which is cool today, will be lame tomorrow. And what is lame today will be cool tomorrow. And I think it's a bit futile to focus on this 
And because just because, yeah, it's a name I played there. So it makes me no. no. Create your own vision. Exactly. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so inspiring. I think like, but it's also like, it, this is something I think many people will be very like uh, jealous with you in this, on uh, this point because you are obvi- you're a person who no feels like you know yourself and you 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 know you have the conversations you have with yourself yeah. are really like they're taking you somewhere mm-hmm. but a lot of people are like more so blank <laughs> <laughs> like me no no, no I, I'm kidding I but I but I mean um I'm not really kidding but I'm kidding a little bit <laughs> you know like you are more so like it takes time to to either you need a person to like talk to to get somewhere or you like uh you need to try and fail try and fail try and fail mm-hmm. a lot until you get somewhere but um or like trial and error or whatever you say but um i am so excited to see also where you're going because of this because it's so exciting that it feels like you are not one one not scared two don't care <laughs> about you know what's in what's out mm-hmm. and three um has have an idea of what you like and enjoy mm-hmm. i think that's like three keys that are like fucking fundamental yeah it's true yes mm. okay so when can we hear this <laughs> when can we hear this well i want to put myself the goal that before the end of the year uh i have my demos ready to send to like one of the labels i'm aiming and I'm going to keep them secret because I'm superstitious. <laughs> but at least this, and I don't know, I want to really take the time to, uh, because I want a label also, because in music, this is so fundamental. And it's like an illusion to think that y- your music will just like work by itself and that people will come to you and you need like money to invest. You need a team. You need like professional people alone. It's impossible. Like right now I'm all alone in my desert, you know, sometimes it's cool because you don't have anybody to tell you you're wrong or you're right or whatever, you know, but at some point you need to admit that you cannot do, you're not able to do everything in terms of skill and in terms of time also. Yeah. So um, yes, like uh, I, I want to find like the right people to do it so I can make like produce good videos and good like artistic content, you know, like because overall, uh, not really with the, like, uh, I mean, I want to do my label in the future also. I want to be like multicultural publisher in the future, you know, like uh, release musicians, but also I want to release like um, visual artists, writers, uh, anything, you know, like uh, make like some sort of like a fanzine or something like that. Just like a platform for just every kind of art and just a platform to tell my story and to um, offer the possibility of other people to tell them their stories, but not necessarily in music. Okay. What would you be looking for when it comes to other people's stories? Like what what people or like what uh, genres or like, is there some criteria for what you would like to release? Then? Mm, not really, but uh, because I don't like it when it's said out loud, you know, but for example, as I told you earlier, for me, it's really important, my like Algerian heritage and like recently, because in the techno and the electronic scene and stuff, like I haven't met much people coming from like, Maghreb diaspora or like um, former like French and English colonies or every or anything, and 
but I met some recently. Like there is this girl that's super, I love her. She's amazing. She's called like Sarah Wilde and she comes from Glasgow, I think, but she's also like half Algerian. And uh, like we miss spaces for people from the same background as us to tell their stories. And because this is the, we need good representation and we need to take just like the speech back. I don't want someone else to tell my story for me. And in like, let's say Mediterranean Arabic cultures, we are so spoiled also, like I won't say names, but everyone can imagine um, many artists that are, are making their money on like Arabic music, but you know, they are like French or German, for example. Uh, and so it's important. So yeah, maybe cultural my... appropriation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's something that is not. It yeah. Well, it's obviously a topic that is getting more in, but it's definitely not being. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think it should be shamed though when it's happening, but more so like the educational part needs to like get in there. So yeah, I think okay. Do you yeah? Do you, how do you feel about? the uh, techno scene when it comes to cultural appropriation and uh, racism, for example? Mm, I don't think it's any different than like uh, society overall. And as we were saying earlier, it gets bigger and bigger. So Because it comes from like the key, there has been a lot of like talks about that there's like no sexism, no uh, mm-hmm. racism and these things. So it's it should be more, well, you could expect it to be more aware mm-hmm. somehow than the regular people. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. But honestly, you know, I don't really believe that only saying uh, no racism, no sexism, no homophobia, homophobia will, uh, I mean, it will only um, tell something to people they already know if they're like already in, in the same like uh, mindset and the assholes that don't get this, if they see it written they will not get this neither you know what I mean so um, I don't know and like you know like history is really complicated to put anything behind the word techno because like for example you take the Gabber scene at some point it was like uh, you know those bold guys and some are were really racist and still are today you know and on the other hand you have some like um, free party movements where it's like really really like um, left and like they have like it's the center of their movements uh, to have those reflections, so um, it's complicated to just give like one answer. And I don't know if like even though parties can teach people to like like live together, you know, I think it's a good way to learn like coexistence. It's a nice setting, but is it the um, role of it? Like I think it's a big ambition and we might be like uh, really disappointed you know it's I it's like in a different realm like DJs that say yes I educate the crowd with my music I think it's really noble quest but like it's vain you know yeah. and same even though I wish like people working in the scene and really taking care of it want to like do good around them maybe it's not our role you know like maybe people are grown-ups and open books and if they don't stay between you you know and we don't accept you inside also you also you also said that like free parting is more of a protest than the techno movement itself Mm -hmm. and also the thing that's bothering me a lot is that you know those parties that you know it's not because you say no racism no racism uh, no sexism no homophobia 
and that you do nothing else on the side, that you're actually like doing good. What you're doing is you're just making money out of other people's fight because usually the ones that are saying like no racism, they are white, no sexism, they are men, no homophobia, they are straight. And they just like always still monopolizing like the speech space they have, you know what I mean? And, uh, and always telling it to other people. And like, you have so many like queer collectives that are struggling to like, actually like grow up and make parties because you have people maybe using also those words. And so, yeah, this is really disturbing to me, actually, like uh, maybe unpopular opinion because everyone was like, yeah, it's cool to say no reason, blah, blah, blah. But the wrong people do it and they're actually stealing it from the people that are really fighting this, you know what I mean? For yeah. money purposes and to sell tickets. Because yeah. as, as long as you make money, there's no politics, it's business, you know? And we have to be clear about that. Like, uh, if you make big parties with like 2,000, 3,000 people, like, you're not doing politics, you're doing your job. It's okay, you know? It's not evil to do business too. But politics, it cannot be noble when you have money mixed to it. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So when it comes to like your journey within your uh, your production journey or like um, as a DJ what has been the biggest struggles would you say mm, I think like uh, imposter syndrome and also like comparing yourself to others which is like really challenging yeah uh, but at some point you learn to get over this I guess uh, it's also choices but you know like now that everyone has the pressure to be like always present online uh you see that this dj is uh like oh my god what a big party oh my god oh the crowd looks on fire on oh, me when i play it's not like this oh but doesn't mean i'm shit no it means that they take uh, three seconds where people like were the arms in the air and it doesn't mean i'm shit you know <laughs> so um, yeah i think like uh comparing and also the fact that uh, besides artists Many people that work in like events, they are not artists, so they don't have the same like purity as you somehow. So maybe also it can be complicated to um, uh, face the truth, you know, when you come like, oh my God, it's my dream to make only this for my life. Oh, it's so pure. I'm going to be so happy. And then like you have people who see this world like, oh, parties make lots of money. I'm going to make money with this. And then, my art is like this meme. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, have you seen it? And someone ha holds a butterfly and they're like, my art. And no, then, I don't know this one. Then someone is just passing by, like doesn't look at it, you know? It's basically this, yeah. Just like realizing that at some point, like promoters are not even sure they listen to your music when they book you. I mean, not all, okay? But like, sometimes I just have to like be conscious of this and... The, just the um, end of the reflection after all those struggles is that okay I make music only for myself and I will not be worried if I think like this you know and for the people also like in the party mainly for the people in the party we have now come to the part of the podcast where if you're a Patreon you'll get the goodies this is something you don't want to miss as Ines shares her secret recipe on what it takes for her to produce bangers we also speak about her production journey from start to finish and much more. Please go to patreon.com slash playfulmagazine. You also mentioned now that uh, there are some artists that you are looking at and you're like, fuck, I'm not as talented as them or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
maybe it only I don't know if if I understood you wrong there. Maybe it has to do with what videos they post, but I guess also somehow. Do you also feel that when it comes to what they create, that you can sometimes be like, wow, shit, they are so ahead? Or mm, No, 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 not at all. I mean, I love uh, listening to artists that are, I admire because it inspires me so much. Ah, okay, so know? it's more so the superficial uh, Yeah, yeah it's, it. mm. it's, it's not necessarily a question of like uh, skills or talent because everyone's music is different, uh, but it's more like, yeah, the image yeah. side of it because I'm someone who really is scared and anxious when it comes to like image like I never take pictures of myself I don't like pictures I mean I've gotten like a bit more relaxed on this recently but uh, you know like I hate this I don't really post that much on Instagram just like my news and shit but it's really stressing me out a lot but on the other hand, no, like I love admiring others is like the best feeling because it gives you so much energy. I love to have like my idols that I admire. <laughs> so. Oh, could you tell us a little bit about who uh, you are inspired by? What artists you were inspired by? Mm, I think, you know, like the first artist I was like really a fan of was like Amélie Lance. And I remember in like 2017 or 2018, she was playing like in Peacock Festival in Paris. And that was like uh, the first festival I ever went to. And I was so excited to see her and Daniela Berry also at the time. Uh, so Amélie would say yes. Uh, and then after, I think like musically, I would say three names that inspire me a lot, a lot, a lot. Hector Rooks, Nina Kravitz, and Elena Hoff. Uh, like, even though they all make like and play really, really differently. Uh, like recently, I was listening again to this B2B that uh, Elena Hoff and uh, Nina Kravitz did like a uh, few years ago. And during like three hours, I was like, oh my God, I want to make music right now, you know? Yeah. It's like so inspiring. And also like, what is the most inspiring to me when I see and then meet like an artist I respect and stuff? Is like seeing how the passion flows through them. I was while just gonna playing. say this because it sounds like you're like it. It's not the genre they play yeah. or the way, but it's the it's how, how they feel it yeah. and how you feel that they, how they feel it that they are into it. Yes, I, like for example, the, mm. when you see like Hector works behind the decks, it's like he has like you know angel light around him, and like it tells this guy cannot be somewhere else. This is exactly where he needs to be, and this is so beautiful to see. It is so fucking. Beautiful. I love that. This is like yeah. so pure. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, I completely agree with mm -hmm. you. When someone is passionate, and then it's like fucking beaming. Yeah. You have also said that you uh, <laughs> feel like you've been into music since you were four. And it, it's like, I don't know what age you realize that music is something you are going to pursue, but you were very young. Um, have you ever felt like quitting or that you need a plan B or that you need to take a break or? Mm, break? Not yet. I mean, of course, often I'm like, oh, I need like one week break. Just like every normal person who's doing stuff, you need to recharge the batteries. Mm. But um, no, and yes, yeah, sometimes I have, you know, like those panic moments, like, oh my God, imagine like I, I tour a bit this summer, then a little bit less the summer after, and then it's completely over and you still have your full life ahead of you. Like, what the fuck are you going to do, you know? <laughs> but sometimes um, I, I'm pretty good also, like just like calming myself. And I'm like, anyhow, you know, like, I trust myself. I'm pretty easy to go with what happens. And I don't know. I mean, I think I trust myself a lot. I'm like, I'm going to figure it out no matter what. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but 
no, for the moment I am really enjoying but, like what's going on. So <laughs> yeah, but what do, what do you do on your days off? Like <laughs> because it feels like you know, music is what you do. You know, that's uh, like that's how I how, how I perceive it. Yeah. So what what do you do? Basically, I just like produce music. Uh, See friends, you know, and yeah, I speak don't... about music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's important that my friends are not in music. Ah, all right. Yeah, yeah, mm. because otherwise you turn crazy. For yeah. example, like for a long time, I wanted to move to Berlin, but I'm like, if I move to Berlin now, being a DJ, everyone being a DJ, I'm gonna turn crazy. <laughs> you know, like it's it's good in, in Paris. I don't have any friends. I mean. I have some friends who are like TJs and they're also based in Paris, but we see each other on gigs, not like uh, in regu regular life. You know, I need my balance between my two lives somehow. <laughs> so yeah, I just like these days produce a lot, a lot of music and just like read a lot, watch what a lot read? of movies. Uh, what did I, I finished a, a book of a friend gave me recently called uh, Play As It Lays by Joanne Didion. It's like an yeah, American writer from the 60s. It's like really like hippie Hollywood oh, okay. uh, environment. It's really nice. All right, fun. And, uh, and what do you watch? Do you watch crap TV or do you watch doc <laughs> documentaries more so? More like, you know, like movies, cinema, because I guess right. uh, th this is like some realization I had about me like the past month, years, is that I would say I, I love how it's like formulated. Like I would say I'm like um, a being of culture, of art, you know, yeah. like I, this is my food. Okay. I uh, like uh, to feel good. I need to like always read books, always like just be surrounded with just art all the time. So this is what I do in my free time. Yeah. <laughs> just like go to exhibitions. Or, I don't know. I just need to be to see stuff all the time, to feel stuff all the time. How so. many hours a night do you sleep? <laughs> a lot on top of that. Yay! <laughs> Me too. Okay, I'm, I'm relieved to hear that somehow. Because I'm like, whoa. That's like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I also, but how many is a lot? Like nine, ten? Something like that, okay. yes. Great. Finally, I need nine, ten. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not functioning. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Okay, thank God. I have so many friends who, speak, who sleep two hours a I night every day. What like, the fuck? You're weird. And then I, 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 I feel that I'm weird. Like, I'm like, no, I, I can't. People are like, no, we are the energy ones. Yeah. Seven hours, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit off. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> little bit off. Eight hours, I'm okay. But like, I need nine, ten. It's like, then I'm good. <laughs> Take so much time. But I, whatever. So how do I work with goal setting? Um, I'm someone who always does to-do lists. Okay. Oh, okay. But mm -hmm. that can be toxic at some point and counterproductive because if you set yourself unrealistic goals or too much, then you only get disappointed of yourself, which is the opposite of what you're looking for. So it limits. Yeah. Exactly. So now I'm just like with it rethinking, not in terms of goals, but in terms of like either focus if it's short term or dreams if it if it is long term. Because um For example, when I started uh, playing and stuff, like my my dreams or something that is unreachable, actually it's my life now, so that's amazing. But I'm like, okay, so now I need to find like a bigger, bigger dream, like something unreachable to drive me. Like in the illusion, okay, I'm gonna make it super, 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 super far. So like in the daily routine, you know, like just gets you going. And then like, as I told you earlier, like just think always about like, 
my main focus and focus eventually become goals. But I think the word goal can be dangerous as, I mean, like, because you can be disappointed of yourself. Yeah. So just like dreams, I think it's better to just be driven by dreams and organize yourself around your focuses. Yeah. No pressure. Just like dream, but just enjoy a lo journey along the way also. Yeah. I think that's really good. Because goals can be really limiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And e exactly. If you don't reach them and if you have an exact plan on how you want to reach them yeah. or like a, a time frame, that's like poison. But also if you have a goal here, you're missing what's here. Yes. But if or you, have a you dream can miss what's here? over here and there, yeah. which may be fun too. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. Or like left or right to yeah. those listening. <laughs> that's... Yes. <laughs> All right. Now to the this or that. It's either this or it's that. This is this or that. Introvert or extrovert? Uh, introvert. <laughs> this is so fun. Like, yeah. You are so social, but yeah, I mean, you can never spot who's an introvert or extrovert. <laughs> it's true, right? You can't. Okay. Front row <laughs> raver or behind the booth? Mm. Like behind the person who's DJing. Oh, uh, front row raver. Yeah. All right. Uh, logical or spiritual? Uh, logical. I'm yeah. both. Both, actually. Yeah, okay. okay <laughs> yeah. Uh, breaking Bad or Married at First Sight? Uh, married at First Sight? Yeah? Yes. Oh, fun. Me too. <laughs> I like Breaking Bad. It was fun too, but I am more for crap TV. Yeah, me too. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. Preferably work uh, as a chef or in a pet store? Uh, as a chef. Do you like to cook food? Yeah. yeah. And you know, like, I think like many people, maybe one day um, I will quit everything and open a vegan restaurant. Like, you know, so many people want to open a restaurant and quitting everything when they're 15. Maybe I'm going to do it, you know? <laughs> oh my God, a vegan restaurant. So you, you uh, but you know, have you ex like... What kind of vegan food do you cook? Because you, you said there's this uh, Vietnamese restaurant in Berlin that yeah. you always go to. Before the interview started, just so no one thinks <laughs> they missed anything. But yeah, what kind of influences you when you cook? I don't know, because like I have my favorite type of food, which is like Mexican and Asian. Oh, but yes. maybe I could do, um, you know, like uh, my favorite dish, um, like, you know, family dish is like chuchuca. You know what it is? No. It's like um, peppers with like uh, cumin and everything that cook for like super long. Or, like, I don't know, like um, a vegan uh, Mediterranean restaurant doesn't really exist. Maybe I will do it one day. <laughs> I'm going to be your guest. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. YouTube or Netflix? Uh, YouTube. YouTube. What do you watch on YouTube mostly? <sighs> lots of shit. Like lots of shit. And I'm trying to watch less because I, I got that spending so many time on YouTube, I could spend it like watching a proper movie made by like a proper director. You it's know? better than TikTok though. Yes. Oh, TikTok. Oh my God. Devil. The I would point, never have yeah. this on my phone. <laughs> it kills you. I had it like for a week and I was like, I felt my brain was like melting. <laughs> yeah. It really rotten. <laughs> It's crazy. It's burned out symptoms. <laughs> it's good you only uh, kept it for one week. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, bored or enthusiastic? Both, actually. Like, uh, both 100%. Yeah? <laughs> yes. When are you bored? I don't know. I'm always, like, I don't know how to say in English, but, like, a bit, like, over it, you know, like, mm, not impressed. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, bored, okay. like... Yeah. Yeah. Surprise me, try me harder, you know? But uh, on the other hand, I was like, wee, for everything, you know? 
Skitsam. <laughs> sci-fi or horror? Um, horror sci-fi, I guess. You oh, know? boom. You I don't know, like, Eraser Head, Eraser Head, you know, by David Lynch. You know this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's horror sci-fi somehow. True. Yeah. Okay. Or like Cronenberg yeah. movies, a bit like this too. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, cocktails or coffee? Cocktails. <laughs> cocktails. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> no? But you don't drink beer? No. Like okay. you, I know because I said no earlier. I was like, how did she guess? <laughs> cocktails. What cocktails? Um, I don't know. Like if it's a regular menu, I would always take like Bloody Mary or Moscow Mule. Mm. And otherwise, I love those cocktail bars and they're like really fancy cocktail bars when you have like, there was one in Paris, like once I was there, it was like peanut butter cocktails. <gasps> best thing ever. You know, you make a real face, but I assure you, it's great. What alcohol do they put? I don't know. It's just some fancy stuff I've never heard about, you know. I'm not a big <laughs> alcohol specialist. I don't drink a lot. Okay, so. I'm going to Paris soon. Yeah, you I need to take you your dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to. All right. Thank you so, so, so much. Thanks now to you. Now we're going to the extra oh, material. Okay. Boom. This was it for Playful Podcast this week. But please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.